Welcome to the podcast, Restore Yourself, Restore Your Marriage, where it's all about discovering the thoughts that get you in the mood, the thoughts that get you out of the mood, and how creating a deeper connection with yourself creates a deeper connection with your spouse. I'm your coach, Shelly Anderson, coaching you through life, love, and intimacy. Episode number 175, Believing Sex Isn't Spiritual. Okay, so I wanted to start off with the story. I have known that I would probably share this story because it comes to my mind every now and then. And this comes from several years ago, actually, when I was listening to a band, um, not live, just through my iPhone Um and on my speaker. So Nick and I really like the band Arcade Fire. And I think in 2017 or 18, they came out with a new album and we were super excited to listen to it. And so when it came out, I was like, yes, finally, we're going to listen to it. And I just love that album. And as I was listening to some of the songs, there was one song in particular that had a lyric that really stood out to me. And I was like, wait a minute. (laughs) I remember having some thoughts about this lyric. And um, in my mind, I kind of had this conversation with the main singer. His name's Wynn Butler. And I was like, wait a minute, Wynn. What are you thinking here? What are you saying here? And I almost had like a mental argument with him. Anyways, so he has, their band has a song called Signs of Life. And this is the lyric that really stood out to me. He said, love is hard, sex is easy. And I remember going, "Mm, I don't know if that is really the case. In fact, I actually thought that his lyric was wrong, that he had it wrong. And that it needed to be reversed. And I was like, actually, sex is hard and love is easy. And I remember this, these were my initial thoughts, like my initial kind of rebellion against what he was saying and his message in the song. And obviously he had taken time to write it. And I'm sure when he wrote that, it was well thought out for him. And so it really made me think I really had to take a minute to say, like, what am I thinking about these lyrics? What are my thoughts about them? And initially they were like, it's wrong what he's saying and it needs to be reversed. And so what I realized by challenging my own thoughts is that he was expressing his experience with both love and sex. And he was sharing that through his song. And it really made me pipe up and go, oh, that's his experience with these two concepts. The sex part is easy for him. It's the loving part, whatever that looks like for him. That one, that one is harder for him. And I found that for myself, it was reversed. Like loving my husband is the easy part. I can love him all day long. I find that very easy to do. And yet I found that the sex part was the thing that was more challenging. And so I realized like, it's so fascinating that we both 
husbands and wives can be involved in the exact same activity, right? Having sex with one another, but we can be experiencing it totally different. And so we're probably going to talk about it different. We're going to share our stories or experiences in a way that is different from one another. And so I do think, and especially when I work with clients, the, the way that Arcade Fire expressed it is very true for the men. That sex is the easier thing for them. And maybe the love is the harder thing for them. And I also find that most women that I work with really think the same way I do, where they're like, no, the loving is easy. I can do that. There's so many ways I can love my husband, but the sex part is hard. Okay. So a lot of times my clients will have thoughts that are like this. Well, sex is just sex. It's just an act. It's just an activity. It's just for pleasure. It's just a very carnal thing. It's just the natural man. But nobody is making them do that. They are just doing that. They are just having those thoughts all on their own. Their brain is doing that. Their brain is saying, hey, sex is not a spiritual thing. I thought it might be, right? Maybe before we got married, we thought, oh, it's just going to be amazing. It's just going to be this beautiful experience. And it's going to come at the peak of when I'm feeling close and connected and bonded to my husband. And there is going to be a spiritual component. And then once they're married and they're having sex and they're starting to have different thoughts about it because their experience is not what they expected it to be, they will often have this thought that sex is just sex and that it's not spiritual. Now, when they start to have this thought, they don't like it and they really believe that it is true. And because most of my clients are very spiritual and have strong spiritual beliefs and values, this creates a disconnect for them. And it does so in a way that they do not like it. And they feel that when they are having sex and it's not a spiritual thing, they feel like they're going against themselves and against their own values and beliefs. And this can become a major stumbling block. And so how we think about sex and the thoughts that our brain gives us on autopilot, we really have to increase our awareness of those thoughts and say, hey, did I actually choose to think that thought about sex, that it's not a spiritual thing? Or did my brain just offer that thought up and I kind of ran with it. And I've been running with that thought for quite some time. When we are able to think about our thinking, we are developing a skill and it's amazing. Most people don't realize that we need to think about our thinking and that this is a skill that we can develop. We all know that we're thinking Right. And there are moments where we're really caught up in a thought. So we know that we're thinking. But usually we're not taught to think about our thinking and to analyze it and question it and run it through some other systems of like 
asking ourselves, like, is, is this thought serving me? Is it helping me? Is it benefiting my marriage? And so when we start to really think about our thinking, we have a high, high level of thought awareness. And this is a beautiful skill to have. Now, the other thing that often will make us stumble is not only this thought that we have that sex is not spiritual, especially for women, but what we think our spouse thinks about sex also is going to be a stumbling block that gets put into the mix. A lot of times a wife will say, all my husband thinks about is sex. And if she's already thinking like it's just a carnal thing, it's just a pleasure thing. It's a selfish thing. And then she says, or she thinks to herself, all my husband thinks about is sex. She is creating a persona and characteristics about her husband that may totally not be true because let's be real. If he is going to work and he is keeping a job, he's paying the bills and you haven't found that all your money is going to prostitutes, then he is not only thinking about sex at all. He's actually thinking about about a lot of other things that require thought and a high level of responsibility. But when we allow our brains to just run on autopilot and run amok, our brain will deliver thoughts like that about our spouse. And so if we already think something negative about sex, and then we think something negative about our husband or in around sex, that's like a double whammy, not fun. And so when we really say to, or think to ourselves, like all my husband does is think about sex. Like that's all he wants all the time. We are, making huge assumptions about him that are wrong. Does he think about sex? Yes. He's a man. Is he only thinking about sex and is it all day? No. So we really need to take a step back and say, okay, what am I going to do about this for myself? Because if I do continue thinking these thoughts about myself, about sex, about my spouse that are negative, I'm going to feel pretty crappy about the whole experience. And then my motivation and my desire to actually have a sexual relationship with my husband is going to be low. So it will really benefit us to take a look at our thoughts and to really challenge ourselves if we are starting to think or have been thinking sex is not a spiritual thing because I'm guessing your brain probably just gave you that thought without you actually choosing to think that way. So let's, what are we going to do about all this? I think we really need to start by examining our beliefs and say, how How can sex be a spiritual thing for me? Right? That's a beautiful question to ask ourselves. Instead of just allowing this belief to to run through our brain and to run our sex life, ask how sex can be a spiritual thing. This is an awesome thing to do. We really need to analyze and question some of those negative thought processes. 
And so I wanted to take a minute to really talk about something that's called dissonance. And we hear this a lot in psychology. We especially hear cognitive dissonance. And I wanted to put a definition to it so we can understand how this is showing up for us, especially women in our sex lives. So the word dissonance is defined as a lack of agreement. It's an inconsistency between the beliefs that one holds or between one's beliefs and their actions, right? So it's like we believe something about sex and then we're having sex probably against those beliefs. It's a mingling of disagreeing elements. It's a clashing and it's an instance of things unresolved. Oh my gosh, I love these definitions because they really give us some insight into what's happening. Clients who are like, I feel like I'm just having sex against my own. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what they're experiencing is this concept of dissonance. Now, cognitive dissonance, you're going to hear this in psychology a lot. And it seems like this um, phrase is coming out to the surface a lot more than it was talked about before. I've been hearing it a lot lately. So it's defined as the psychological conflict resulting from incongruent beliefs and attitudes that are held simultaneously. So the example that is given when you look up the, the definition for this is having a fondness and enjoying smoking, but having a belief that it is actually bad for you, right? So it's like you're you're actually taking the action of doing the smoking while in your mind and your brain is thinking and has the belief like this is harmful for me. This is what happens with a lot of my women clients, right? They are having sex with their spouse, with their husband, but their thoughts about it are negative. So they end up thinking and feeling and experience that and experiencing that sex is actually harmful to them. It's doing harm. It's doing damage. And the other thing that they point out with this definition is that the struggle that occurs when their beliefs are no longer producing the expected payback is part of the problem, right? So they're like, I'm doing this thing, but the results aren't coming. Like maybe if I liked the results, I'd get on board. I'd like it. But for most of the wives, they're having sex with their husband and they are not even getting the the payback that they were hoping, right? They don't feel it's spiritual. They're probably struggling with orgasm if they're having negative thoughts about it. So they're not reaching the pleasure part of the brain. That's like, this is enjoyable. Come back for more of this. It's mostly negative. And so they will really struggle. The experience for them with sex will be very different than their husbands. So we have to really look at our thoughts about sex so that we don't experience this dissonance. And even more recently, I've been hearing the phrase spiritual dissonance. 
And this is really tied into what we're talking about, right? Because we like to separate, the women like to separate sex from their spirituality. So it's going to put us in this category where we start to experience cognitive and spiritual dissonance. It's a conflict. It's the, it's the lack of agreement of sex and spirituality. So what do we do? What do we do with this? So we don't remain stuck in this trap. Well, we get to choose what we're going to think about sex and how it relates to spirituality. And instead of allowing them to continue to be in disagreement just because of thoughts that we're having, we can choose to create lots of thoughts that would actually align them and put sex in agreement with our spiritual beliefs. We get to do that. Nobody is going to do that for us and nobody's going to force us to do that. But that is something that we can do for ourselves. It's a beautiful gift to be able to think about our sex life as something very spiritual. So we don't have to wait around for somebody else to do that. We can do that ourselves. We can do it now. We can sit down for five minutes and write down the ways that we believe sex is a spiritual thing. Maybe we need to look up some scriptures or listen to some talks. We might need to do that if we are struggling to make that connection, but we can do that. This will make a huge difference in how we experience actually having sex with our spouse. It will change the experience. It will change how we think and feel afterwards. A lot of times my clients who are women will talk about how they cry after sex and not the good kind of tears. That's because they have had sex with negative thoughts in their minds. And so they feel negative while they're having sex. And so it feels very confusing to them and very misaligned. But we don't need to do it that way. So let's make that change. I love that something else we can do, and this goes along with the definition, is that we can resolve the things that are unresolved, right? Get coaching. If you have major trauma from your past, you need to be talking to a therapist. You need to be handling that. You don't want to be dealing with something that happened to you when you were 13 for the rest of your life. You want to go through the proper channels of dealing with trauma in the right way so that you can actually be the victor and not continuing to perpetuate being the victim as an adult for the rest of your life. That is, we don't need to do that. It's unnecessary. So if you do feel like you have trauma in your life that is unresolved, now is the time to resolve it. I love when I have free sessions with people and I'm like, the goal is to determine if coaching is right for you. And sometimes they're like, yeah, but aren't you going to say coaching is right for everybody? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm not. Sometimes I'll get somebody on one of our free discovery sessions. And as we're talking through things, I'm like, oh, there's trauma here. 
they are not ready for coaching yet. That's those are some skills that require a higher level of thinking and they have never dealt with some of this trauma. And so I suggest like, Hey, you're, we need to hold off on the coaching, go work with a therapist and then come see me. (laughs) I look forward to that. So we need to resolve the things that have been unresolved, especially with trauma, especially if you've been molested or if you've been raped or if there's been abuse, if you have not done the work to resolve that now is the time. Now is the time. The other thing that we can do is look at the power that comes from this word. And we use it all the time. We use this word probably a thousand times a day. It's the word and. Our brain likes to think in very black and white concepts, right? We can only think this, but not this other thing. And part of having thought awareness and leveling up our thinking skills, it's to challenge that and say, well, that's that's not actually true. In our lives, we don't usually experience such a, a linear and definitive and oppositional type of life. And so we really need to challenge our brain when our brain says, there's no way I can have sex that's spiritual, right? Our brain will like to think that and think that sex is not a spiritual thing. And we need to to challenge that and say, well, why not? Who said that? Who taught me that? We get to decide if it is spiritual for us. We get to decide that. We get to make that decision for ourselves. This is super empowering. For one of the lines and brands that my husband and I have been working on is called Saintly Sutra. And the tagline is deeply spiritual, comma, deeply sensual, right? It's in, it's tuning into the, the sexy side of ourselves. The comma represents the word and that you can have both in your life. You can be deeply, deeply spiritual and deeply sexual. It's totally possible. It's totally possible. Have we adopted that type of thought for ourselves? Yes. I love my beliefs. I love my values. I love my spirituality. Have we combined them with a meaning that we like when it comes to sex? We can do that for ourselves. It's amazing. When we do this, our sex life can be amazing because it now is going to be in agreement with our spiritual beliefs. What a different experience. So the power of and can make a huge difference in how we think and how we feel about sex. So this is a great opportunity for us to challenge ourselves and just start using the word and I can be as spiritual as I want and still enjoy a sex life. Totally can do that. I may not have done it before. I may not know exactly how, but I can do it. I can be both of those things. So really challenge yourself 
with that. And now I'm going to end with one final question. This showed up in um, a lesson that I was teaching this week at church and it really grabbed my attention. I was like, oh, this question is powerful. It's so good. And it goes like this, which illusion, and I think in this case, it could be like, which belief about sex might God be inviting me to let die so that something new and truthful can be born? Ah, I love this, right? We need to really have the awareness of what these old are that are actually not true and put them to death. (laughs) This thought has not been serving me and it's actually not true that, that sex is not a spiritual theme. That's not true. And so the illusion that I have been holding on to with that by believing it, I need to let that die and actually embrace the truth that yes, I can be deeply spiritual and deeply sexual at the same time. Yes. I love this. If this is something that you are struggling with, with the concept of sex being a spiritual thing, try these things out. I just gave you four ideas that you could do. Pick one, at least one, if not more, and give them a try this week. It will make a difference as you start to open up your mind and your thinking process. Your brain will actually enjoy it. If you're not used to thinking in this way, your brain will find this way of thinking like exhilarating. It's like, ooh, this is new. And our brain often really likes newness. So take your brain on that adventure and see what you can come up with as you try these things out. And I also just want to leave you with this one final thought. You are just one thought away from creating an amazing and aligned sex life. Just one thought away, right? You don't need to think like a thousand thoughts to try to convince you, to convince yourself that it's true. You just need one thought that resonates with you, that you believe that you're like, yes, this is meaningful to me. That's all you need to make all the difference. So try out one of those four suggestions this week and see what a difference it makes. Because remember, the more you restore this type of intimacy with yourself, the more you restore it with your spouse. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you will join me again next week.